The second lesson taken from St. John's Gospel is one of the few times in the Gospels that the events that are recorded take place almost entirely at night. The arrest, interrogation, and arraignment of our Lord, interwoven with the story of St. Peter during those bitter hours, all of which is concluded by the cock crowing, the indication that the final night watch has come to an end, and the first hour of morning, that is about 6 a.m., has begun. The beginning of the day on which Jesus Christ was crucified, dead, died, and was buried. Here, Jesus is the initiator of uh, events. He is the prime mover. He enters this final conflict with the religious authorities and in a series of unjust and highly unusual legal procedures is made an enemy of the state. But he is the one in charge. When the band of soldiers come to the Garden of Gethsemane, with swords and clubs to apprehend him, he is the one who speaks first. Whom do ye seek? Jesus of Nazareth, they say. And when he says, I am, the military cohort falls backward. Their martial pretensions entirely undone by the holy name of God. First revealed to Moses in ancient times and now revealed in Jesus Christ. No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, Jesus had told his disciples. But if Jesus is calm, confident in his own authority, willing to suffer this passion even to the edge of doom, the apostle Peter is manifestly none of these things. Tragically, even though he is the chief of uh, the apostles, the first lieutenant of this chosen band, Peter lacks the self-awareness to know that he will betray his friend, his teacher, and Lord the man for whom he has given everything up and to whom he insisted just a few hours before that he would uh, never do this thing. And we might imagine insisted to himself repeatedly in the hours since in his own thoughts that he would never do it. Peter is a very human figure in this way. He is someone who we might sympathize with or imagine acting like. And from the moment the soldiers arrive, Peter is in reaction mode. He is out of kilter, eager to fight, eager to run, and entirely unsettled. Such that when someone as unthreatening as a young servant girl asks him if he is a disciple, he immediately denies it. Peter waits outside, warming himself by the fire next to the soldiers and others who had been called out that night. He undoubtedly felt uneasy with such company and probably stole glances at the others, wondering if they would question him again. And probably meditating in his own thoughts that next time this would be different, that next time he would have the courage. They said therefore unto him, art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. Even as the night waned and at least one more hour passed, perhaps the longest hour of his life, this realization takes hold of him that someone would ask him again, and again he would fail the test. At length, a servant of the high priest, a credible witness to what had occurred in the garden uh, that night, uh, accuses him a third time. And Peter denies that he had been there, and immediately the cock crows, indicating that morning is at hand, and that this dark night is ending. St. Luke's Gospel records that at that exact moment, Jesus, 
was being led out of the courtyard to be handed over to Pilate. And Jesus turns and looks at Peter. Peter denies Jesus, but Jesus does not deny Peter. Even then, he is in control. And he chooses to turn his eyes of love on St. Peter. And his eyes of love are on us, inviting us to follow him even after we have failed time and again, and even through our doubts and tears to walk with him on the way to the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, 